came up to me and goes, man, this stuff is, is awesome. I've, like, I can really concentrate on just teaching rather than trying to invent the wheel again. And that's when I thought, yeah, well, that's exactly what it's for. Hello and welcome to Teach, a podcast about teaching and learning in South Australia. I'm Dale Atkinson from South Australia's Department for Education. And I'm Monique Miller, primary school teacher at Westport Primary School. Now, in this series, we normally take you to a different school each month, but today we've got a special episode that's taken us to the Education Development Centre in Hindmarsh in Adelaide's western suburbs on Ghana land. You'll probably know this if you've uh, done any professional development in the city, if you've uh, come to Orbis, if you've done your RAND training in the city. This is uh, essentially where we are. Why are we here today, Monique? Well, today we're talking about something that affects all teachers, curriculum. Curriculum is what we use to plan, monitor and assess student learning. Here at the Education Development Centre, New South Australian curriculum resources are being developed that simplify the Australian curriculum to support teachers and leaders. And we're joined by Alex Simmons. He's the Assistant Director of Curriculum Development with the department. Uh, welcome, Alex. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about your role, because, you know, as with all these job titles, it can be a little bit opaque. So what is it that you do here at the EDC? Uh, I guess simply my role is supporting our brilliant curriculum managers to develop um, the advice that we're using to support all of our teachers and leaders across the state. And another big part of my role is connecting um, with as many people as we can to kind of get their input and their support and their advice to make sure that these resources have the biggest impact um, to supporting yeah, teachers and leaders and making sure our students get the curriculum that they, that they need. So I was talking to one of my friends the other day uh, who is a late career change uh, guy into teaching. So he started out as a lawyer, did quite a bit of court work, and he's moved now into being a, an English studies and uh, legal studies teacher. He was talking about the experience of going into the classroom for the first time as being roughly akin to having a big trial case where you're standing in front of you know the judge, you've got an entire jury, you've got an opposition barrister, you've got media in the, uh, in the courtroom too, and he said the anxiety and the pressure that's on you to perform is really similar in the classroom. So how important is it to have a strong curriculum and planning tools in place as a teacher when you go into that court backslash classroom environment? <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's incredibly important. I mean, there's the all the research, you know, PISA, TIMS, ASA, Mazana, they all talk about um, making sure you've got a really visible, viable curriculum for the students. And as important as that is, um, the Australian curriculum um, can be quite complex um, in many aspects. So, you know, having the support behind you to really know how all the elements fit together, um, how the three dimensions of the curriculum can be implemented for each learning area, um, having that level of support is, is, is critical. Curriculum planning is a really difficult thing. So the resources um, are there to support schools and teachers and leaders to identify any gaps, uh, make sure there's no unnecessary repetition and providing that support so teachers really have the time to think deeply about the kids, um, the students that are in front of them. So how do we take the Australian curriculum and how do we shape it? How do we really align it to the context and make sure that our kids can engage with it and learn and achieve in those high bands? Yeah, it's interesting because ACARA has put out um, recently a fairly substantial review of the Australian curriculum. Um, they've gone out to, uh, to the public and said, look, what do you think of this? And, you know, looking through the media coverage, which kind of pulls out various different elements, the thing that kind of jumps out is the size of this product 
and the complexity of everything that goes into the Australian curriculum. Within that context, obviously teachers, you know, need some support with the curriculum planning. Um, and, and we've heard that within the department, which has led us to, you know, produce the curriculum resources that we have. Can you sort of talk us through, you know, what's been created and, and how that's being used? Yeah, I think it's really important to know that and remember that all of our teachers are on a kind of a different journey with their curriculum. We have amazing experience, teachers that are super confident and doing just, you know, fantastic work. Um, we have teachers that are new to the profession, teachers that have come from a range of different backgrounds and a different experiences as well. So when we talk about the support that we're providing to teachers, it's really important to acknowledge that um, the wide range of teachers that are all kind of brilliant and doing the best work that they can. Providing these resources from the scope and sequence um, to the units of work and then um, the planning tools that really kind of a, a comprehensive package that will hopefully give all teachers and leaders an opportunity to really reflect on the curriculum work that they're doing and then also have some really kind of clear advice that's going to help uh, move their work forward as well and, and make life easier and make their time more efficient and more effective because it's just so difficult being a teacher and, and finding the time to um, do everything you need to do to give the students the support that they need. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you talk about the scope and sequence documents. You know, if you're a teacher looking at this, what, what is it that's specifically being provided? How is that helping them in the classroom environment? The feedback that we got from, from teachers across the state was there was a need there to make sure that the Australian curriculum was accessible and easy to understand. So the Australian curriculum is, is a great piece of work that's evidence-informed and is, um, you know, is really robust and um, helpful to our teachers. But the next layer of that was making it really obvious and easy to understand. So the South Australian Scope and Seeking documents have taken the time to make sure the language is accessible, make it really clear what's thought at every year level, the key concepts and content and what to pay attention for um, kind of stand out and taken every opportunity to kind of describe the elements of each learning area, the strands, the substrands and the threads and make it visible how those things work together and connect. We've also tried to bring as many kind of helpful elements into those resources as possible. So providing kind of a, a clear context statement about the learning area. So what's the essence of the learning area and um, breaking down the achievement standards um, as well and putting them all in one place. So any heavy lifting that we can do and put that into one piece so our teachers kind of have one document, can all be having the same conversations and um, exploring the Australian curriculum with real clarity when they're doing their planning. I guess the piece that sits underneath that in the scope and sequence documents is the units of work, um, which are the doing. How, how do the units of work apply? Yeah, so the units of work fit together to provide teachers with um, really high-level advice for implementing each learning area at each year level. So a lot of curriculum planning has gone into that work, so all the units fit together and they provide that conceptual development and then really kind of targeted, specific evidence-informed advice for teaching each learning area. So what are the high-impact strategies that are going to help our students learn the key concepts and content for mathematics and science and HPE that are delivered in the most um, supportive way. Having that all in one place where teachers can feel really confident that if they deliver those units the way that they're intended, that the students will have um, access to the curriculum as well as the flexibility to kind of think about, well, what do my students really need? Where are they up to? What is, what's going on in my school and my site? And how can I kind of tweak this and adapt it and shift it? Um, that really works for me and where I'm up to in my teaching and where my students are up to us as well. Yeah, I guess the final piece of the puzzles is around um, the support that's being provided around curriculum planning. So if you look at the curriculum planning tools, what is it that teachers are getting from, from that product which helps them to kind of deliver the work they're doing? Well, I know the mantra of that work is, you know, uh, how do you know and how do you grow? So 
really helping um, schools and teachers uh, do a deep dive into where their curriculum planning is at um, and those four interrelated layers of whole school, learning area, year level and teacher and how do we know what we're working with, really look at where we're up to and how we're going to implement the curriculum to avoid those gaps and repetition and really provide the learners with the key concepts and content for where they're up to as well. The impressive bit about this work and the amount of work that's gone into it is that, I mean, this isn't something that's been generated from central office with us just kind of thinking, all right, here's some great ideas, let's just plant these on top of the schools. I mean, this has been a very much a kind of grassroots built from the bottom up with schools and teachers involved. What are the benefits of, of having approached it in that way? Oh, it's just critical. There's no other way to do it. As I said, the advice is really targeted for every single learning area and it's written by teachers for teachers. So mathematics teachers writing advice from mathematics to be used by their colleagues. And I think the, the collegiality of this work is, is really obvious when you start um, reading through it. It's got a powerful authenticity and it comes from a, a place of genuine help and support. The team of curriculum managers are, are expert teachers and working with seconded teachers with current you know, classroom experience, developing you know, really high level advice that we know will resonate with teachers and really reflect what's going on in, in schools currently. Um, and the other piece of that is working really closely with our principals, our education directors, working with um, Educators SA and our associations to get kind of constant feedback and input and advice on um, how these uh, resources can have impact and really get to the needs of what's going on in the classroom. We get to meet a couple of uh, those yeah. teachers that have helped you um, very soon. But before we continue our conversation on curriculum resources, Dale, what is making news this month? Thanks, Bon. Um, if you're liking what you're hearing about the curriculum resources and, uh, and other supports and would like to be a part of shaping curriculum resources and developing these products, uh, then you might want to take part in the Curriculum Development Skills Register. It provides South Australian school-based teachers and curriculum leaders the opportunity opportunity to work in the Curriculum Development Directorate and contribute expertise and advice about curriculum teaching and learning. You can have your say on the curriculum that can be taught in our classrooms. If you'd like to share your expertise and want to find out more, including how to apply, head to the Curriculum Development Skills Register page on EDI. Uh, we'll put a link up there in our show notes as well. Also happening this month, are you looking for a contemporary way to engage students? And if you are, then why not learn about how to use Minecraft in the classroom? The kids bloody love it uh, okay. and uh, they're all over it. So uh, we've got some free training coming up for those listeners that don't know. Uh, Minecraft's an open world game that promotes creativity, collaboration, problem solving. Um, the course that we've got going is most suited to teachers of students from year three to nine. Uh, the training's available face-to-face -face or online, but please get in quickly because registrations close on Tuesday, May 18. We'll share the registration form in our show notes as well. And lastly, next week is National Volunteers Week. This year's theme is Recognise, Reconnect, Reimagine. The theme highlights an opportunity to explore how volunteering might be reimagined through more flexible and inclusive roles, including back on school and preschool grounds now that COVID restrictions have been eased somewhat. So the more than 20,000 volunteers working in our schools, preschools and centres, of course, we say a very big thank you. Today we're at the Education Development Centre in Hindmarsh learning about new South Australian curriculum resources that have been developed. Like many teachers, you may already be using them to help plan your classes. With us is Alex Simmons, Assistant Director for Curriculum Development. 
This is a huge piece of work. And what I'm wondering is, how did you go about creating these resources? Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's a huge bit of work and the responsibility and the opportunity is so motivating for the team. It starts with research. You know, what does the evidence tell us about curriculum and the importance of curriculum planning and what that looks like? Um, what does the research and evidence say for each of our learning areas about helping our students achieve in those high bands and move their learning forward? And then lots and lots of collaborations. As all teachers know, time is precious and I guess this is fair to say that this is going to be a real time saver in the classroom. Yeah, yeah, I think so. From the feedback that we've got already from teachers about the great help that it provides at that really high level about how does the curriculum kind of fit together, um, how do all those elements combine and what does it look like for our students to just really kind of clear intentional advice around literacy and numeracy and what does that look like in HATS and science and um, taking the brilliant advice from those guidebooks and putting it into kind of a learning area context has been a great help. The hardest part of being a teacher is um, the time that's needed to develop curriculum for your students, to develop those resources and plans. And this work really speaks to how much heavy lifting can we do? What are the, all the resources and guidance and modelling that we can provide that gives teachers as much time as possible to think about the learners that they've got in front of them and what do mm. those each individual student specifically need? How can we take this resource? Um, how can we use it? How can we adapt it to our students' needs to make sure that they get the entire curriculum? I think we're on a really exciting journey with this work. There's going to be lots of collaboration over the next few years about um, the impact of these units and how we can always constantly make them better, how we can um, provide better advice, better resources, better support, um, getting in as many teachers as we can through the um, skills register to kind of contribute to this work. So we're always responding to what's going on in every single classroom in South Australia and provide really high level helpful advice that teachers can grab a hold of and, and shape to make sure it hits the needs of their kids as well. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. And using these resources is not going to be a one size fits all. We're going to be adapting them to, to as you said, suit every child in our classrooms. Mm-hmm. And for me, what's so important is building these relationships with our kids, knowing what they need. And sometimes, um, you know, planning can be overwhelming as well as meeting all the other needs um, that you need to of a teacher. I want to just go back to uh, these units of work. How do classroom teachers adopt and adapt them in their classroom? Yeah, there's lots of opportunity within the units to think about the advice and then what it means um, for the students in the classroom. The teacher tips um, in particular, I think, are incredibly helpful at taking the high-level advice and then thinking about what does it mean for me and where am I up to in my teaching and where do my class look like? So those tips are really targeted and draw on the experience of um, the amazing curriculum managers and seconder teachers that we've got working for us or working with us, sorry, to go, you know, what have I learned? What have I picked up along the way? Or what's an opportunity here to do this a little bit differently? Or what are some additional resources? So um, the teacher tips in particular within the units are designed to be a really conversational piece between the resources and then the teachers using them as well. So I think um, they're going to be an incredible support that takes the teaching and learning advice and assessment advice and kind of opens the doors to how can we do this um, a little bit differently and how can we kind of cater for the different needs of our students as well. Now, I know you're releasing resources every September. You had some come out last year and I'm actually really looking forward to what's coming this uh, September as a year four teacher. Can you give us a bit of insight into what's coming? Yeah, so we'll have scope and sequence documents coming out for languages um, across a range of those disciplines. 
building on the English, maths, has and science resources in years three, four and ten. And our first suite of resources across years five to eight for the arts, technologies uh, and health and PE. So uh, really exciting that we're um, working across all of the learning areas and we can really get the curriculum implemented to a really high level right across um, yeah, all of the disciplines. Amazing. I cannot wait to get my hands on those. So most importantly, where can we find them? Uh, EDI. So on the EDI site, um, under the teaching and learning uh, menu, there's um, navigation to all of the resources there. Thank you so much, Alex, as the Assistant Director of Curriculum Development. It's been so good to hear from you. And now you've uh, invited some seconda teachers in today uh, to tell us a little bit about how they've produced these resources. Yeah, we have Nick Kiriasis from Lefevre and Sam Moyle uh, from Brighton. They've just been outstanding individually and then collectively all of our seconded writers, just the wealth of knowledge and expertise and, and current classroom experience. Just our work lives and dies with that. So it's just been absolutely fantastic having access to people like Sam and Nick. I'm actually a little bit starstruck here. I've got one of my old high school teachers, uh, Nick Kiriasis, and um, I was actually wondering, what's it like being a seconda teacher and working away from the classroom on the curriculum? Oh, it's been great. When I got the call to get invited to write some material, I thought, what a tremendous opportunity to share practice. And I've been fortunate enough to be influenced by some pretty reasonable heavy hitters in, 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 around in the mass in, industry. So it's really good to get that all down and, and then get it out to the mass community so they can... It's a bit scary, though, because you're worried everyone's going to judge you by your way. Um, but just to get it down on paper and get it out there and have an opportunity to really place a microscope on yourself, and it's quite humbling as well, I suppose, um, and realise where your own flaws are and get that all right and, and share. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, we all sort of have a little bit of imposter syndrome stepping out of the classroom, but, we, you know... <laughs> You are the expert in your field and it's awesome to be able to share that with maybe new graduate teachers or really anyone. These are accessible by any teacher. Maybe you're moving year levels or um, specialties. And how about yourself, Sam? How have you found uh, working on the curriculum? I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I was surprised at how much I've enjoyed it, the challenges that it posed, uh, the opportunity to really connect with the, the research and the best practice. Uh, I'm a little bit lucky. I have the opportunity to continue teaching uh, point two at school, so I'm doing my year 12s and they're a particularly special group, so I really wanted to stay with them. But I've really, really enjoyed this experience um, far more than I'd expected to. I, I usually like a challenge, but this has gone beyond. And so I've been lucky enough to be seconded for a, a second term. I'm really enjoying it. Like looking back on some of the products that have been created, what, what are the things that you're, you're most proud of, of having done? Uh, I guess the, the opportunity for me uh, to write a, a couple of new experiments and then to build in, uh, my, my ideology has been very much about innovative and dynamic approaches to the curriculum, lots of, of hands-on and kinesthetic approaches. So being able to build that in and perhaps empowering teachers to be able to, to do experiments particularly that challenge that and to really engage students as opposed to using a video. So things like the iodine clock reaction and um, I've even managed to sneak in the briggs Rocher or even if schools don't have the actual materials just to have that videoed but to really show the forward and reverse reactions with chemistry. And so, yeah, having, having those opportunities to, um, to create new things and share them. 
I do like the sound of if you don't have the resources, we've still got, you know, a video that you can watch that you can experience what it is that you're teaching. Yeah, absolutely. There's a number of different um, uh, options and I guess high tech and low tech as well. So if you're um, uh, not advantaged by having the technology in the classroom, there are other ways of doing that. So there's lots of different ways to skin a cat, really. And so providing uh, those in the teacher tips uh, for, for schools to be able to implement. But it's really about uh, like imparting some of the benefits of your own wisdom, really, isn't it, Nick? In terms of you've spent quite a bit of time in the classroom, build up a body of knowledge and understanding and wisdom in uh, in terms of what works. And has it been sort of something that's enjoyable to be able to pass some of that information on to um, to other other colleagues? Oh, it's been awesome. I, I, I've got two two little stories. I had a really fresh rookie and. This person didn't know that I was one of the writers, and I, I, like Sam, I'm teaching uh, just one class at school because um, you've got to teach something, right? Like we're teachers, um, and he came up to me and goes, "Man, this stuff is, is awesome. I've, like, I can really concentrate on just teaching rather than trying to invent the wheel again." And that's when I thought, "Yeah, well, that's exactly what it's for." And then I had a real seasoned uh, lady um, who I've known for a long time, who was sort of stuck in the old way, and. She's really now just changed her outlook. And most of the part is looking at this conceptual, conceptualised way of delivering the maths. Um, and it's really changed the way that she's done stuff. And she said she feels like a young out-of-uni teacher again because she's getting to learn all the new ways, and which is really good, which is really good. It was really pleasing. So that, they're the things I'm, I'm sort of proud of, the effect it's having on the teachers that are already out there and getting them to come yeah. along with the ride with us. How fantastic. Um, yeah. What sort of support is available for you when working on these documents? I've you've never felt like that. We're in a team. Um, we're all bouncing off each other all the time. Um, our manager, Katerina, she's always in contact. and We meet regularly. If I ever think, oh, I need something here, I just can't think anything, I just send an email out to my network and somebody's got something. So, you know, we make these units, but they're definitely not 100% ours. It's like a... It's almost the whole community coming together, get these things out. We're just sort of a conduit sometimes. And um, yeah, so the support's really good. And it's like, definitely yeah. a collaborative thing. Um, we've been doing the same thing through teams, uh, sharing documents or websites that might be useful. But I also bounce ideas off of the team back at school and ask for their opinions on, on how to deliver this and do they think that that would be useful in the classroom. And the support that I've had from my leadership as well to, to be involved with this has been really good. So it really goes to show that it does take an army to... <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and... You know, for any, any teachers out there that are thinking of taking some time out of the classroom and sharing their knowledge, um, would you recommend teachers taking part? Do it. Absolutely do it. It's been the most amazing professional development for me, the opportunity to really dig deep into the research and the best practice, which we always talk about, but don't always have the time to implement when we're teaching mm. full time. Mm. So having that opportunity has been amazing and that's part of why I've been enjoying it so much. <laughs> Don't be scared. It's been really good. And the flexibility of the work too has been amazing. It's lessened the burden on my wife as well because I drop the kids now off in the morning. Um, she can get to work um, and then they get picked up by their grandparents and then I, I'm going to work in the evening anyway because if you're in the classroom, you're working. So I just catch up a bit of time. It's nice. Yeah. Have the dog next to me most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. That always makes a difference. Yeah. <laughs> now, I always did forget, on this podcast, we do like to ask, uh, what do you love about your school? What I did want to ask instead was, what's one of the best things you've been able to do here that might help a school? 
I guess, really challenge uh, old sort of pedagogical approaches, uh, not to get rid mm. of them, but to really extend them and then to incorporate the, the technologies uh, and perhaps the more innovative pedagogies or, or newer pedagogies as well, but not to throw the baby out with bathwater, but to really combine and enhance the learning. I spoke at one of our faculty meetings about it's not about changing who you are and what you believe in, but it's about developing your practice into something so that it can evolve through time. It's not just sitting still. And that's what I think these units are doing really well. I know their purpose is you take the whole unit and you use it, but, you know, we don't need to change experienced teachers. We just need them to move forward with the education that's happening. Rookie teachers will need more. But could you imagine if everybody goes on this journey? If everybody does this and... Mm. I've no doubt in my mind that it would change the outcomes across every school, every student in the in the state. Yeah. And parents seeing the experiences the kids are now getting, hopefully you can get more of that parental support at home. I was just listening to the radio this morning and, and the data being pushed out was kids, they surveyed thousands of kids, I think it was in Indonesia, one of the Asian Pacific region countries, and it, it was the parents who supported their kids schooling more at home did better. And hopefully this gives kids a better experience, they share with their parents and they get involved with it all. Yeah, it's just such a such an important piece of the puzzle. Um, so I'd like to thank Alex, Sam and Nick for joining us today. The curriculum resources are out there. I think, you know, the one thing that's really come through today from, from the discussion with all three of you is these products have been designed and developed by the teachers who are out there in South Australian public schools. And they're specifically targeted toward the things that we know are going to provide uplift and support um, and a great outcome for, for our kids. Um, they're out there, they're free, they've been designed by your colleagues and they're really very accessible on Eddie and also in the show notes. So it's just, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. Please go out there, check them out if you haven't already. Um, if you're using them, really think about whether you want to come in and, and help to, you know, design the next lot because, you know, this is something that we're going to be putting out and pumping out every year uh, and updating as we update the curriculum. So please think about coming in and, uh, and providing the support. So, yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic thing. Thank you very much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. And thank you all for listening. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget you can subscribe to Teach on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review, tell your teacher friends uh, or get in touch via our email at education.teachpodcast at sa.gov.au. You can also head to the website, education.sa.gov.au forward slash teach, where you'll find all the show notes, including information on where to find the curriculum resources. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time on Teach. 